1: up everybody welcome back to another thursday episode of clapback culture it's your girl jules jesse so glad to be here and you guys can see i already have somebody new on the screen joining <laughs> me tonight this is jc jc go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience hey
0: what's up uh any of you guys that have watched uh converge may have seen me in the past but if not uh, i am your friendly neighborhood negro j karenson aka JC, I am the creator uh, and host of a lot of the programs on the OVT network um, that can be found at the OVT network on all social medias.
1: Dope. Well, I'm so glad you decided to come over here to clap back tonight, to come join me and have some conversations, some interesting newsworthy conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and And I'm excited to get to know you a little bit better based on your opinions, you guys. So please show up in the comments tonight. Join us in the conversation. We'll be keeping it tuned into this chat. We'll make sure to share your comments on the screen so JC and I both can talk about it. So there's a lot on the menu tonight, and I'm really excited um, to really introduce this story. It's in our in case you missed it section, but there's no way you couldn't have missed this no one. Way. Mm-hmm. So BG, you guys, more uh, more popularly known as Brittany Griner, has been released from a Russian detention in a prison swap with convicted arms dealer, uh, Victor Bout, Victor Boot, excuse me. So we got the news this morning, um, President Joe Biden alongside uh, Sherelle Griner's wife um, held a press conference today to talk about the exchange. However, what we did see was that they did not make the swap with the other American who's being detained, Paul Whelan. Um, So that was a little bit of kind of like some darkness that kind of came into a really light moment. Um, this was not by choice, according to President Biden, who is still wor- working to negotiate those terms with Russian officials to try to get Waylon free. But sadly, he said that uh, for totally illegitimate reasons, Russia is treating Paul's case differently than Britney's. As you guys know, Brittany did just a little bit under 300 days in prison. Um, You know, sadly, Paul Whalen's been in there for, I think, three years um, and he's there on espionage charges. So his charges are a little bit different. Again, he is still holding true that this is not something that he did. And U.S. diplomats are just saying that they're going to keep the lines of communication open to see if they can make that negotiation. But let us not forget, J.C., who they did this prison swap for. And this is really controversial, I think, to me is they let go of Victor Boot who's nicknamed the merchant of death um you know he got convicted of a 20 he got a 25 year prison sentence for uh, conspiring to kill americans acquiring and exporting anti-aircraft missiles providing materials to support terrorist organizations i think they even went as far as saying that he had 10 million rounds of ammunition and 5 tons of plastic explosives so this ain't no he ain't no slouch like we're swapping britney Greiner, who had a little bit of marijuana oil for victor boot who is like
0: uh, can, uh alleged arms dealer there was a movie made about him <laughs> like I, I actually saw that movie and it was very good um i so uh, There's a lot of I I read that and I didn't realize that Peter Boot was the same guy that this movie was named after, Um, because I was like, wait a minute. This has to be the first time in like American history where America chose the black woman over a white guy. Like I was really blown. like I was going to come at it from that angle. But then I actually figured out like who he was. And I was like, oh, okay, this guy has done a lot. Allegedly has done a lot of damage because he denies it all. and I just I was I was I I, I sit um, happily in the feeling that we're getting somebody back that we need, that we love, that for all intents and purposes, shouldn't have been there. Um, if things weren't going the way they were going with this uh, war in Ukraine. I think we all know that Brittany Griner would not have been in jail. She's been used as a political pawn. Um, right. And it just, and, and, it, and I also wanna to speak to the power of like social media and awareness because if it wasn't for all of us being like, hey, bring her home, I don't, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have happened. So I, I like to rest in the good in this story and not necessarily the bad. Uh, Cause that's all you really can do right now because I'm just trying to figure out like what would happen, what's going to happen when they get Peter
1: back. <laughs> like, whoa, Paul. Um, so here, here yeah. I agree in that when, when you when you put the jackets when you put the jackets of of, of BG compared to uh, Victor Boot, there's there's no comparison in terms right. of their crimes, right? Um, But when you talk about these negotiations, it's never going to be a fair trade. And so when you think of it, at least for me, I'm totally biased because I'm thinking about Sherelle. Like I am, I am a prison wife. So I understand what it feels like that that ray of emotion to have your loved one be freed from prison, especially for when you, when you know that they've been wrongly overcharged and convicted. And so to, to, to understand her and know that her, you know, her wife is coming home. I get that, sis, and I'm for you. And so I'm going to continue to champion that. Um, It's just, it goes to show you uh, that (laughs) prison is a construct, right? Mm -hmm. You can have all these people make the decision to say, actually, we're going to go ahead and forgive that and negotiate this, this, that, and the third. It's not real. Um, And so... I stand in this in this place of being like, it's great that that BG had the president and these, you know, these U.S. diplomats and all these people fighting for her to come home. And I'm still thinking, you know, there's so many people here in the United States that need that kind of championship, that need that kind of assistance to come home and be free. Like we are still killing innocent black men and and mostly black men. Um, but also just innocent people in our own prison system. And it's just so easy to make these negotiations and trades. If we're willing to negotiate somebody who is the merchant of death, you know, in movies like Lord of Wars are being based on him and he's willing to kill millions of people all around the world, including Americans and fueling a pipeline for war. I mean, here we are to know that this is a contract that just doesn't really exist. It's just about what, what do we need right now? So and what is the
0: real purpose behind incarceration? Because everybody says it's rehabilitation. Do we really think the merchant of death is rehabilitated? Like yeah, he just, just came out and he's like, Oh yeah, no more killing, no more guns. Like, no, nah, it's not.
1: And I think he did about what 11 years off his yeah, 25 years sentence. Yeah, he's So 11 three. years off his 25 years sentence. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, 11 years is, is a long time. Um, it's a little bit less than half. I mean, in, in a sense, he was getting ready to come home anyway. Is he going to change? No, I think, you know, uh, Russia is it's being portrayed in the in at least in the U.S. media that um, Ukraine is winning the war, that Russia is losing right. this war. And so this is a great opportunity for Putin to say, let me get this arms dealer to come up in here and kind of help me negotiate some terms with these foreign partners to get air missiles and machine guns and rifles and everything else. So you just never know what's up in sleep.
0: Right. Agreed.
1: All right, you guys. Well, I love that you guys tapped into these comments. Um, excuse me. I'm a little bit under the weather. You guys cannot catch COVID through the screen. I don't have COVID. I'm just saying you guys can't catch what I got. Um <laughs> so if I have a cough in between breaks, listen, the powers that be are going to put JC at the top so I can have my cough and fit. Amen. Um, but look, this is coming straight out of your uh, your state, J.C. Warnock, holding his win. He won a yeah. full term in the U.S. Senate, defeating Republican legend and controversial person Herschel Walker, and a campaign that tested Georgia' position as a purple state. So this is really good. Uh, Dems actually have, <clears throat> excuse me, the Senate majority. Fifty one to forty-nine ending their reliance on the vice president to break the ties evenly in the chamber. So this is great, you guys. This is this is a great victory for Democrats because it's not gonna basically bring in any uh procedural obstacles in the chamber.
0: Right. And we're not so be we're not so beholden to uh Christian cinema and uh what's the other guy's name? I can't think of him. Um um uh, the other guy that always holds everything up. But um I'm I'm happy. He won. I voted for him. Uh, as a matter of fact, everybody in my polling precinct, we were the running joke was like, you know, we're doing this again. I thought I wasn't going to have to come back here. I was really hoping the line wasn't long because I was like, hey, I got other things to do. I thought we were done with this last month. Um, but here we are again. <laughs> so Herschel, uh, excuse me, not Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock did win. Uh, very happy about that. And I think one of the things that's just very interesting <laughs> is – Herschel Walker is a person that I'm I'm pretty sure up until he was actually in a runoff, didn't know what a a runoff actually was. (laughs) And I'm like, this is the guy. This is the guy. And I hate it because like optically speaking even now I'm choosing my words very carefully because it was two black men pitted up against each other. And that was the other running joke. It's like, I can't even talk about you the way I want to in public because that's family business, you know, and it's just kind of like one of those, I was like, Ooh, but we all know you stupid. And it's just like, how is this the guy that these like, it's it, so yes, we're just, we're happy. We're, we're here. We did it. We did it, Joe.
1: I I, I see Santana in the comments talking about Herschel is painfully stupid. Painfully, painfully. Painfully stupid. I think that wraps up the total sentiments in terms of how I feel. It's funny because on the outside, you see Herschel and Warnock and you're thinking these are two black men. But Mm -hmm. when I looked at Herschel Walker, I just thought he was a creep. Like I didn't even I couldn't even associate him with a black man or anyone of leadership, because I was just thinking he's just such a creep. Um, Careful with them pronouns. What, what did I say?
0: Careful. No, you didn't. Oh, you didn't see it. You didn't hear the joke. Oh, uh, no. His, his, his whole tirade against pronouns. They're bringing pronouns in the military. Oh, yeah, yeah, pronouns. Yeah, yeah. The pronouns is not keeping America safe. And I'm like, how did this this is? Well, this is the same guy that I said erection for election on national television or so whatever. This, nah, is,
1: this like, is the same guy who had multiple women come out and say that he was sexually abusive. So Herschel Walker is is just he's a strange, interesting character. Yeah. Um. He's a strange interesting a character. Character. <laughs> not, your words carefully, too. <laughs> I, am not sh- I am not shocked, though, of how close the election was.
0: I'm not either, because the other thing that I like to tell people is, I'll, I'll ask you, here's the joke. Do you know what's 30 miles outside of Atlanta? No. Georgia. And so, like, when you take that into context, like, Georgia is not Atlanta. Atlanta is not Georgia. Like I literally live in a blue bubble yeah. in a red, really red state. And yeah. it's like there are places that I don't even like to go when I I don't I don't venture outside too much further south of 75 or 85 that I have to. Because like this is this is where I need to be. Everything else outside of Atlanta is literally Georgia. So the fact that he got so close to it doesn't shock anybody here.
1: Well, we're he, shocked.
0: We, we're shocked. We got Warnock over the hill again. Honestly, yeah, it was still like it was like 20,000 votes. It
1: wasn't that much hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. Well, congratulations to uh, Raphael Warnock, a sixth term. I mean, six years, a full term in the U.S. Senate. So hopefully we'll be getting uh, some good business out of him. So that's that's a great thing. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this, but of course, we know you guys, there's a huge opioid crisis going on here in the United States. And officials from the Biden administration have said that they have a new platform that will allow for medical responses of um, overdoses to be tracked in this new portal, you guys. So this is dope. Um, uh, officials are saying that this could quickly, do, you know, once they start this tracking the information, this will quickly help them being EMS and first responders in all 50 states. And of course, D.C., they'll have access to this portal and they're going to be able to track non-fatal opioid overdoses. Um, It's a preventative measure. It's something that's going to help save lives. Um, Our guy, Dr. Rayul Gupta, Dr. Gupta, is saying that we could see tens of thousands of additional lives saved because once they see the clusters forming in these different cities or counties across the U.S., they're going to be able to say, okay, we need to get the the narcan over here we need to see what what is actually being um what what's happening here in this in this target area so again i know here at least in washington dc we have a huge opioid crisis a lot of people using uh, fake fentanyl um or using fake um uh, what is it called? Percocets, fake perks. And it really has the fentanyl in it. And so there's, it's leading to higher overdoses. And so a lot of people are losing their life to this. So this is good. It's like, you know, when people had COVID, we had this huge tracking system. It was even on your phone to say if you were in close proximity to somebody who had COVID. So we absolutely need this. And I think the administration moving this forward is, is key. I agree. Um, I, I actually
0: did not know that it was such a big problem uh, up in D.C. For y'all that don't know, I'm actually from D.C. I still have family in D.C. I still go back to D.C. Not as often as I should. But I mean, it's a 10 hour drive. I'm not doing it. But I think as happy as I am about this, I grew up in the 90s. And I always say, why couldn't we have this for the crack crap, epidemic? Excuse me. Why can't we do this? I was just i always I always think that I'm happy people are getting help, but I just think like you know what about then and then even now, I think how are we what's the what's the next steps after finding these people in these clusters are we are we administering rehabilitation are we giving them help or are we just like literally? My mind always goes here because history, America, are we literally just going to be locating people? And now it's like, okay, well, we know that this block has a hundred overdoses, so let's increase our police presence on this block and then lock up everybody. like, I I don't, America still has a very long way to go to convince me that the things that they do when they do things like this is to actually help people. Like, I, I wanna see it before I believe it kind of a situation, so. It's
2: interesting.
1: interesting conversations coming in um, right now, too. I see Wendy Glenn uh, with her comment tracking vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable people as suspect when these people get clean, mm-hmm. it could negatively impact them mm-hmm. if their information is stored in this Big Brother system. Exactly. I also see Santana talking about the Big Brother thing um, and also healing broken wings. So it's, it's interesting because. We feel vulnerable when data is being shared. However, I would argue that our information is already being shared.
0: Absolutely. I mean, all of y'all doing these oil paintings on Instagram, I mean, I know you don't think this is, the, it, what what you think they're, gonna, what, what they're doing with your face? It's going into a tracking system. It's you know? going
1: into a tracking <laughs> system. Like, what, like, I have not done an oil painting for that reason. Me is going into a data system. I am a person who loves data, and I love closing the gap on data. Um, I think it does make us feel more vulnerable when that information is out there. But I would also argue that we are beyond we're so beyond that. If you have a Facebook account, we are like we are not off the grid people. So tracking this, I think, has nothing to do with any, you know, huge scheme that isn't already happening.
0: Okay. Oh, because okay, you finished it, I thought you were gonna. Period. It. I don't think it has any. Okay. yeah. No. But the other, the other thing that <laughs> I, I, because I like to play devil's advocate, right? We do have issues with our data and being tracked. However, we don't have an issue when we share our Spotify Wrapped. So I think it just depends on what the usage. It's like I said, I, I as as happy as I want to be about this government tracking system for opioid overdoses and so on and so forth. I, again, I know this country. I know history, <laughs> and it's never good. Like it, it never le- It seems good at the forefront, but it's like I, I, I would just rather do it the old fashioned way. Again, like where, where, where is this data going to be used? How exactly is this data going to be used? How long is it going to be stored? What are going to be the legal protections and or ramifications for breaking those protections? Like, what's the what here? Like, this is too broad. It just, mm -mm, mm -mm.
1: well, I'm hopeful that it's going to allow for the distribution of medication that can reverse opioid overdoses. That is what I, that is the intention of the plan is to say, once we can track and find these people, we are going to be able to have a log that said, these is you know this is where the rise in overdose incidents are happening. What is you know then research can say why is there a cause for this rise? It's like a study in a sense, right? What is the cause for the rise, and can we get the medication that reverses opioids, uh, reverses opioid overdoses to this particular region, um, and perhaps track how that you know how the, these drugs are coming into our country? So that's me being optimistic, of course. We have our worries, but we talk about this all day, JC. Let's move on. Um, I know you heard about this case. This is about the students um, at Idaho University, you guys. The Idaho police are searching now for a white Hyundai Elantra um, at the Moscow College murder case, you guys. This is where the four students from Idaho State University they were stabbed to death at an off-campus residence about three weeks ago in the early hours of November the 13th. they, The police are saying um, that detectives wanna speak with the occupants of a white 2011 to 2013 Hyundai Elantra that was near the off-campus home where the four college students were killed. They don't necessarily give us much more information like that, but this is one of the biggest tips that we've had in the last three weeks. Um, The investigators are saying that they believe the occupants of the vehicle may have critical information to share regarding the case. To date, JC, these numbers are crazy. Authorities have said that they received 2,600 emails, 27 phone tips, over 1,000 digital media submissions. Um, since the imbe- investigation started and they still have not identified a suspect or a murder weapon. So we need something. The four people that were these young adults that were killed in this, it's, it's just, it's heinous. Um, the medical examiner reports have come out and, and have said that they believe the killer went to the third floor first and killed the first two girls that were best friends. One allegedly had um, more like brutal injuries than the other and then moved to the second floor and killed uh, the boyfriend and girlfriend couple. Um, and then I guess maybe didn't get an opportunity to go to the first floor to take care of the last two roommates who uh, were there in the house during the crime itself. So thank you it's, for clearing it's,
2: that up. Um, it's, a,
1: it's a small town. So this is small college town, no information. This is just a new break in the case.
0: So like, OK, so when I'm because I, I had passing in passing, I've heard about the story, but like because in preparation, um, I did some research and read some stories. And thank you for clearing it up because I was like, OK, there were three floors. People died on two of them. But the other people on the first floor, that's the part that was confusing me, because all of this is real fishy to me, because I'm mm-hmm. like, OK, you got four people dead in a house. Yeah. All right. And y'all are on the first floor. These two people. And y'all don't hear these other four people above you being brutally murdered. And then there's like something like the milk ain't the, the milk ain't milking, the smoke ain't smoking. Like I, I just okay, math, this is ain't not, math. math ain't Like, I'm just like, how are the two people on the first floor, the ones that miraculously lived? How are they not prime suspects? Like, how are they not? I'm I'm just and like, how do you this is a small town. How does a person go in this house, kill four people three weeks ago and nobody knows anything yeah. like this is like the, the police don't have a shred of evidence. The mom was on TV talking about I learned more from the TV than I learned from the police. I'm like, wait, something like this is not this is giving it's giving it's, it's Netflix, you know, it's Netflix three part series. Uh, I think we all know how this ends. I'm just like how i my mind automatically goes to the people on the first two floor. There is no way that you hear four people being killed above you and like that, that yeah
1: yeah and and you gotta think the the way in which they were murdered a stabbing death right, right? <clears throat> this is that's a very True. intimate way to take no. somebody's life right is to stab someone to death. And um, it's not quiet, no it's not it's quiet. It's not a quiet. (laughs) It's not a quiet death. But if you if you think about it, right, like I'm a you know, I lived on campus and I'm a hard sleeper. I don't know if I would have heard. I don't know if I would have been woken up by that, especially if you had been out drinking and you're passed out like you could have been blackout drunk and you didn't hear anything. You know what I'm saying? It was a Saturday night. This happened in the wee hours in the morning. You may have just hit the sack you know, you may have had a couple drinks and you definitely didn't hear anything. So they, the two roommates who Mm -hmm. um, survived this attack have been cleared by the investigators. So I don't want to criminalize them if they've already been cleared. However, to your point, that was my first thinking is like, House way, like it don't,
0: no, it don't make no sense. It's it's very much the call that's coming from inside of the house, Stacey, or whatever that girl's name was. It, I'm just... Yeah,
1: it's, it's interesting that there just aren't any leads in this case. And for these to be such brutal murders, um, it's just so tragic. Um, these people, the, these kids were young. Right. The, the young man who passed away, he was a triplet. He had a brother and sister um, who both went to the college with him. The two girls were childhood best friends. Um, so this is really like it is. It's a very, very sad situation. Um, investigators have also reported that, or social media rather, has reported that this was a bit of a party house. Of course, I mean, I mean,
0: it's twenty-two year olds in college. Like, of course,
1: <laughs> they're twenty-year-old kids in college with an off-campus house. Like, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, in Idaho. I'm sure they're turning up.
0: They ain't nothing else to do <laughs> like, <laughs> but study and drink. Like, that's it
1: yeah so i mean this is this is a a situation where we gotta we gotta figure it out but look let's take a quick break and when we come back you guys we're gonna do it for the culture real quick one time and i want to talk to you guys about deon sanders coach prime he's leaving jsu and he's going to colorado stay tuned
2: a world of wonder awaits at pacific northwest ballet's the nutcracker treat your loved ones to the northwest's favorite holiday tradition At Seattle Center's McCall Hall. Tickets start at $27. Visit pnb.org.
1: COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1 894 home and a housing counselor stepped in, talked to our lender, and saved our home. Federal funding details at washingtonhalf.org. That's washingtonhaf.org. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Clap Back Culture. It's your girl, Jules Jesse. And I'm co hosting today with JC, you guys. And listen. I know you guys heard the news. It's a sad day for Black colleges, especially Jackson State University, because Coach Prime, a.k.a. Deion Sanders, is leaving the team to go to Colorado, you guys. Um, He made the deal. Uh, It's a five-year deal for $29.5 million with an average payout about five, I mean, excuse me, almost $6 million a year. He's also taking his son with him, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Shadur, I hope that's how you say his name, Shadour Saunders. He's the quarterback. Um, so he's leaving leaving the team, Jackson State, to go with his dad. Of course, he's taking Travis Hunter, who is a quarterback, um, who was highly recruited in the season, who forfeited going to Alabama to come to Jackson State to be with uh, Coach Prime. He's taking Kevin Coleman Jr. He's a wide receiver. He's taking Niles Gaddy, who's an edge rusher, and he's taking uh Sevion Wilkerson, who's a running back. So, the school said that they don't have the money to pay him right now, but they are absolutely in this coin. Um, But you know, I I have I have my sentiments about this, and you know, I am a graduate, alumni of Norfolk State University, so I'm a proud HBCU uh, graduate, and you know, I cannot fault Deion Sanders for going ahead and moving to uh, this Pac-12 school and taking his his kids with him, right? I can't really fault him for that. He is, you know, securing the bag for himself. There is no graveyard for coaches. And when we talk about elevation, we really need to encourage elevation. He came to Jackson State University and, and gave them a new template to say, like, you guys can be anything and do anything. Now, of course, will that... Be the case when he leaves? Probably not. But, you know, he took them all the way to a championship. He gave them three years. Um, and I think he changed the lives of a lot of young men that were a part of his, a part of his program, um, during that time. So it is a sad day for JSU and for students that had made the decision to go to a HBCU or to go to Jackson State University to be under his leadership because now they may not have the same opportunity just due to having access to get into the school. Um, but I understand the move, and for that, I, you know, I commend Deion Sanders for taking that move. And I encourage more former athletes, especially Black af- Black athletes, to take opportunities like making a three hundred thousand dollars a year salary at Jackson State University or Norfolk State University or Hampton or Howard, and changing those schools to get more athletes uh, recruited into our HBCUs and kind of changing the dynamic the same way that uh, Coach Prime has invested in these kids. So it's interesting. What are, what are your thoughts on this, JC?
0: So explain. So, OK, so explain to me, because I wasn't clear on one part. Does Colorado have the 30 million for Dion or are they they working on it?
1: They working on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they Cause I'm, working on it. Because I'm just like, so what? What? That's a hell
0: of a promissory note, um, or IOU. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, what the, like, how does that? I'm. I just want to know how, what what the paperwork in the contract says, what the timeline says on this thirty million dollars. Like, do you get it? Is it a sign? Like, is it a signing bonus? Plus, like, I'm just, is it is it contingent upon uh, uh, three championships or more, you know, we basing it on th- that's what I really want to know is like when exactly does the money come in? Um, so that's the first part. Cause thank you for clarifying that because I was like, wait, they ain't got the money? Here? He left. I don't. I ain't never did that before. It's just like that you going on credit, bro. I don't but, going
1: on credit, <laughs> You going on credit? Just, uh, He's going on credit. And I think that I think that makes the deal even more sweet because the way that Dion is, first of all, he he already got bread. So it's it's right. he, he's not doing this strictly for the money. In fact, the money that he was making at Jackson State, he reinvested into his into his kids. Okay. So he's coming, you gotta think, he's moving to a whole different contract into a whole different conference, and he's taking his son to the next level too. So as a father, I feel like he's reinvesting and saying, Let me get my son prepared to go into the league like he's not going to be competitive he's going to make champions and to build champions oh, they're absolutely going to find that money there thereafter but why not
0: just send your kids to the school and I mean why do you like I'm just I have a question as to what like Deion Sanders's actual goals are like you know what I'm saying like if it aligns with his goals to be like are you like Are you using this as a stepping stone to become a coach later in the NFL or an owner? Like, that's my question. I don't because you part of me wants to say, like, you don't need the money. So why wouldn't you stay at a place that needs your help? Uh, But then the other part of me understands uh, goals, planning and things of that nature. Um, kids, kids aside, because again, if Deion Sanders wants his kids to go to a better school, then his kids go to a better school. It ain't really. But, like but
1: he's the, But you got to think he's a coach. There's no, there's no one like uh, than himself. You, you see right. what I'm saying? Okay. Why, if I'm Deion Sanders and my son is a quarterback, why would I ever let someone train him? And I know, I know right. what my program right. does. That's he know, he know, he. There's no one like him. There's no one like primetime. You know what I'm saying? Like just think about the history of Deion Sanders, like even when we were small. Like there's no one like him. You cannot reinvent who who he is. And so everything that he's gonna bring in, like the things that he brought into Jackson State University, he had a partnership with American Airlines. So anytime the kids needed to be flown out, he he leveraged on that. He's gonna be able to leverage on his his relationships with former athletes in, in different brands that he has affiliations with Mm -hmm. Jackson state never had that many uniforms. Like Oregon, I think was the only school who had that many different uniforms. I mean, he's make he's changing the entire program. So when you think about athletics, especially college athletics, it's programming that's involved and students are, you know, they're building wealth for that school. It's a business. Right. So Dion to your point is cashing in on credit and saying, Oh, don't worry about it. I got this. He transformed Jackson state university when nobody was talking about HBCUs, when nobody was talking about HBCUs and football and people are actually tuning in. Whereas before nobody was, they always had airtime. Like you could always try to find them, but it wasn't until primetime came in that we actually saw this. So I think it's an incredible move for him. I think he's sacrificing more to ensure that his son and these, and these other players that he's bringing with him um, can kind of change the, the trajectory of this team. Cause he's going to a losing team. Like these, this team has not been winning. Mm. So it's not like he's going to this incredible program. No, he's going right. to transform a program. And in fact, he had a conversation with the kids at Colorado and said, you guys don't appreciate the position that you're in because my kids at Jackson State would kill for this. So I'm gonna bust your ass, number one. And whoever is not ready for this is gonna get cut. Okay. So he's coming in, he's coming hard, he's changing the program. I think the black community, you know, feels that he owes Jackson State something, he owes HBU something. And I feel like he doesn't owe anything. He's done, he's he came, he saw, he conquered, and he's moving forward. And what I love about it is that he's unapologetic and he's not kind of he's not skating around it. He's not BSing everybody and saying, well, you know, I'm going to miss my boys and this and that. He's like, listen, at the end of the day, this is what it is. You guys going to hear it from me. I love you. I respect you. I'm going to make sure we get to this championship, but I'm out because that's what you're going to have to do. At some point in your life, you right. have you to learn to it. elevate. You can't stay because you you can't stay because it's comfortable. You can't stay because you're beholden to an institution. Deion Sanders is not beholden to Jackson State. He's not beholden to anything. And so I love the freedom in that. And I think he's teaching them a a more adult lesson outside of football to say that when an opportunity comes, you need to take it. And there's still a transfer portal, right? So he had a conversation with the kids and he's like, don't jump out here and put your name in that transfer portal because you might not get picked up. Hmm. <laughs> so I just
0: hope I just hope more black players follow in his footsteps, because if we don't have more players like Dion do what Dion did, then our schools are never going to be able to compete the same way that PWUs are, right? Because historically underfunded um, in all the things that we know. So I just that's my one hope is that other people, Dion did the work. Dion kicked in the door, you know. Hopefully more people follow through, you know, that he's made a path. So that way our schools can be top competitors and 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 be vied for and have monumentous, uh, what do you call them? Endowments and all of these things. Mm-hmm. So that's what I that's what I hope is more people do it.
1: I like Amari's comment as well. He says Dion wanted to be a big head coach without ever being an assistant coach. He went from high school to Jackson State. To now, Colorado, all of that, all as a head coach, almost unheard of, and i I never put, I never pieced that that pathway together, but that's important to remember because he's also there's no one with confidence like Deion Sanders, like he walks with so much confidence and intensity that he's not going to settle. Um, so I love this. I also agree with Wendy, who says that um, he brought more than he left in the way of partnership. So he's leaving more at Jackson State University than Jackson State University could ever bring to him. And so, you know, it is what it is. Black people just gotta chill on this, you know, He's not doing it for the dying children. He's moving on. And also, and
0: also, sorry, cut you off. Also shout out. I want to give a shout out to Nashley. Um, because Nashley is, uh, she, I think is a, she's not a director. I forget her, her title at Amazon, but she was the person in charge of bringing a state of the art, uh, technology facility and training program to jackson state so within the next i think five or six years it's going to be like this sprawling campus to teach um all of the underserved community kids because i don't know if you've ever been to jackson but ain't nothing there um there's nothing there i've been there's nothing there so she's bringing a bunch of resources she's bringing business she's bringing amazon however you feel about that but um you know she's bringing a bunch of a bunch of good things to that town, so sure. you know more. Again, more people do the same thing. Please, somebody, so,
1: please, please. <laughs> that to what um, Harry Jefferson said, in that Dion paved the way for other black, for other ex NFL black players to be black coaches in our at our HBCU. So, yes. bring the resources, you guys. Yes. Dion can't stay, but that doesn't mean you can't come okay well look let's take a quick break and when we come back I want to talk to you guys about Courtney Clenny. you guys she was denied bail you guys if you guys don't remember she is the one who fatally stabbed her boyfriend to death in a Miami penthouse oh
0: that was her okay i trying to
1: figure it out okay we are gonna come back and we are gonna talk about it stay tuned Ooh. you're watching clapback culture <laughs> join us this holiday season at the 5th Avenue Theater and feel the power of love overflowing with the Whiz. Filled with soaring soul and R&B songs, it's an effervescent explosion of music, dance, and magic your whole family will love. Ease on down the yellow brick road with Dorothy as she learns home isn't really where you live, it's who you love. The Wiz at the Fifth Avenue Theater, November 19th through December 23rd. Tickets at fifthavenue.org. All right, y'all, welcome back to Clapback Culture. We would not be doing it for the culture, you guys, if I did not bring this topic to you. So social media model Courtney Claney will remain in jail as she awaits trial, accused of fatally stabbing her boyfriend. A judge denied her bond after state prosecutors argued that she was a flight risk because of the money that she made on OnlyFans. Now, I know you guys are thinking like she probably couldn't make that much. First of all, look at her. She don't even look the same. She's unrecognizable. It's giving Ronda Rouse, Ramsey um, for me, but she, I mean, she is unrecognizable, <laughs> she's taking prison life hard
0: <laughs>
1: only fans is really was really paying her out you guys it was reported that she has over two million followers and she earned 900 000 in 2020 during covid baby and the next year after that 1.8 million so they're considering her a flight risk now look jc i know you got a lot to say about this but before we do I have got to play you this clip. It's a little bit long, you guys. Three minutes and 44 seconds, but I wanna play the whole thing because I want us to be reminded who we are talking about, okay? Remember, they tried to paint her as a domestic violence victim, but I would say that she is the culprit. Let's take a look.
2: The uh, model who decided to kill her then boyfriend, she was not arrested, and then finally after months, she was. Let me take you back to one of the videos that sparked the investigation to move to arrest. Here it is. Okay. This came out obviously after the killing where she claimed it was self-defense that she was not violent against her mate. Clear evidence, the history says otherwise. So this is just one vicious attack. That surface after they refused to arrest her for murder. Now, eventually, she did get arrested. The forensics did not check out. The evidence was contrary to her statement. But even with that, many still believed that she, in fact, was operating a self-defense, which we said from day one. Utterly insane, given the facts of the case. And then this came to the forefront. Here it is.
1: I me my phone.
2: Stacy, go touch me. What is going on? Like, what are you? Are you gonna get this mad at me when I'm apologizing to you? No, Christian. But you're thinking I'm doing it on purpose. Drop your ad. I'm not drop your high pitch. Okay, I'm not doing it on purpose. You so Sahara you know damn well the right thing to do is to tell me. Yes, and I am so sorry. So shut up and let me slap f- you, dumbass. Oh, you're not gonna slap me. No. Give me my phone. You have your phone.
1: and I don't have it anymore. Find you? it. And charge it. What?
2: Find in it and charge it. I mean, I'm sorry, please. I don't care. Find it and charge okay, it. Hey, just stop. Don't talk to me. Huh. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Because I'm telling you, I'm sorry. Find my phone and charge it. I don't know where your phone is. Find it. Can you help me find it? I want. So, what? I- find I need to
1: find it because I amen to go amen amen again! So to go
2: out? No! Oh, you said amen might amen 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 man. amen 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 just amen oh, oh. amen Cissy, can you just please shut up? Please, shut up. You want to go f-ing talk to her I didn't <laughs> go to go. Yes, yes. You always you know, like talking. Yeah, I, he, I was. He home. literally told me about it. Now he's like, damn. Wait, son. I didn't go to talk to her. Like-
0: I was going on a bike ride. Wait, what the? Get f- off of me. He's going to talk to
2: her. Is this going to make you act like this? You literally talked her without telling me, Courtney. I was on a bike ride and she passed me, and I said hi. Uh, you and Courtney are having a, a live chat. My bad, I forgot to tell you that. That doesn't make you to an act and call me a <laughs> <laughs> <your> <laughs> Yes, yes, thank you. Come get thank baby. I want you to get away from me. Get away from me. She called him the n word, hurled multiple insults, and remember she ended up killing him. She did not go to jail for it. She was questioned, she was let go. Her story made no sense. After media attention and some other dynamics from her own friends, she gets arrested.
1: All right, you guys, I should have said trigger warning before we listen to that. So I apologize for all of those who have been affected by domestic violence. Um, but I, I feel it important for us to share here on this platform because we have to get an intimate understanding of 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 what could have been the the altercation that happened that night that led to the death of um, of Christian, and so I mean, JC, what is your what's your first take on this? Um, I mean, you guys you guys remember the story? She's a twenty six year old. Um, OnlyFans model. She was charged with second degree murder with a uh, secondary murder with a deadly weapon in the stabbing death of Christian Absili. Um, You guys, she later told police that she had stabbed him after he choked her up. And then she stood back against the wall, grabbed a kitchen knife and then threw it 10 feet across the room. The evidence did not support that. The medical examiner said that she had to be closer and that it was more of a downward um, stabbing and it went three inches into, um, I believe his chest.
0: So she's it's just so she's Zena now, too. She just, <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
0: just like I don't know who's watching, <laughs> I might not know Zena, but anyway, um, I just, I <laughs> was she on drugs? Like, was she, was she, i like, this is a real question, like, was she like.
1: If if, If she were on drugs, does that make her innocent? Hell no. But what I'm saying,
0: I just want to know the reason for this abnormally erratic white woman behavior. Like, this is not, like, this is, like, peak, like, this is not even, Yeah, I didn't know it was that bad. Like, I just, and I just, what makes a person stay with a person like that, is my question. Like, what is the, what is the bread she was she
1: was making 1.8 million dollars on but oatmeal. didn't he wasn't he like uh his family is he's african like wasn't didn't I he come forget, from anywhere? i believe he's nigerian Amari, let me know if he is. His, right. his family is nigerian so he's not he didn't come from a slouch family but these are young people they were clearly in a toxic relationship so the question of asking like why were they in a toxic relationship I think we see so many toxic relationships. I could say, why is Blueface and uh, Krishan still together? I mean, they're extremely toxic. Um, But this is a case of when white women's tears don't get you bail, so. And that, I mean, this is two
0: stories in one day where, um, you know, I just didn't, I I don't, I'm not, uh, this is, the thing I dislike about stories like this is that somewhere, in the Fox universe, somebody will say that this is a story about justice and post-racial America and all of these things. And it's like, nah, bro, like she's crazy. No, let me not use the word crazy because people that's the, no, she is very um, she's a very violent person. Um, and that is clear. Um, and I'm just like, you, I'm amazed. I have not heard any of that. Like that was, I didn't know it was, I saw the elevator fight and I was like, I was like, bro, I was like, he is because he caught himself he, a couple of times. So he caught himself. I was like, okay, cool. But then like to hear this, I was like, wow. So he really like, what is, I'm trying to figure out in this instance,
1: you know what it it go ahead go ahead no I, I, uh, you know what it sounds like to me when I listened to it it felt very much normal to him the way in which he was kind of scaling back his time. why would you do like why like she clearly wore it was the of domestic violence
0: but she okay but she this is un nigerian like this is very I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know any Nigerian man like who, where was, where, who
1: is he? Like What, what? Huh? Like this I'm is saying, not. He, I mean, I at,
0: like, you know what I'm saying? Like a where is victim he? victim
1: of domestic violence. I don't care how, uh, there ain't no way to throw it off. I no. mean, he's a victim of domestic violence. I can't say whether or not that he, you know, ever placed his hands on her or they had any physical altercations. I hope so. But what I can say is, is the tone, when you listen to that, I hear him walking it back. He's trying to walk her off that ledge. You can clearly tell that this is not the first time he's done that. You can hear her saying, you need to drop your octave. Like you need to drop that pitch. And he's like, hey, okay, and She's sorry. the one screaming though. Like that's the crazy part. Like is, that's is, what I'm saying. She's blacking out. She's blacking out over an incident where he's like, I was on my bike. I bumped into this girl. I said, Hey, and I kept it moving. And I don't understand she... why you're getting so irate. Over, she's yelling at him because she can't find her phone. (gasps) Like, find my phone and charge it.
0: You'll find my phone. Like, what did did
1: a A thousand. Mama Harriet says, no different from all the stories of black men dying because of white women. Uh, Yeah.
0: Well, this is a literal one, Um, but just, you know, not by proxy. Like, this is (sighs) a white woman actually killing a black man and then thinking that. You know, white woman tears will save her, which, again, I am very surprised that it that they didn't. Maybe it's because of the I guess her story was literally just so horrible. Police medical examiners was like, nah, bro, we can't. You couldn't like you you couldn't have let him hit you once like nothing. Like I'm just like I'm literally blown away by the audio. You got me on that one. Like you did not. I didn't see that one coming. Like I was whew, that was that was tough to listen to. Um, that was very tough to listen to, like, cause I'm just, you can literally hear it in his voice. Like he is used to it and scared at the same time. And
1: I just, I don't. Maybe do scared that. of losing her, scared of breaking up. I mean, there it's its interesting to see this play out. I watched the bail hearing today live on um, a podcast on YouTube called Law and Crime that I really am like, I'm just, I'm obsessed with because. <laughs> You don't know, but I should have been a lawyer. OK, um, so I'm like obsessed with the courtroom and obsessed with just like watching this kind of stuff play out. I'm actually quite surprised she didn't make bail. Um, and d- despite And I was also surprised to understand how much resources she actually had because she comes from a rich family and she was also making millions of dollars in salary on OnlyFans <laughs> imagine if she were to be released she would absolutely jump back on the yep. platform and she would be skyrocketed into fame because people would be so interested to see her and and kind of and really understand like where she's at i don't know what she does on OnlyFans but if she's giving sexual shows or whatever people are going to absolutely buy into that even knowing that she's on trial for murder so, so-
0: Wendy's comment um, <laughs> alludes to something that I thought and I wasn't gonna say. But um I'm just like if she were black, like the narrative around black women is y'all are too strong, y'all are too loud, y'all are too this, y'all are too that. And I'm like, in any other color woman, these 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 things are praised, right? It's not that she's too loud, she's just opinionated and strong. It's not that she's too whatever, it's just that she, you know, she cares about me, and I'm just like. What did I say in the comments? I'm like, he should have just dated a black girl. Like, none of this would have happened.
1: <laughs> like, none of. The- oh man, like it. You, you saw his okay. So if you remember, and I'll 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 uh, refresh your memory. Remember, he had some old tweets that surfaced where he was talking big cash about black women and how he didn't he didn't respect black women. He didn't date mm-hmm. black women. But mm-hmm. to your point that is exactly why he had a good white woman and that white woman took his life. So, well, and if it won't, if it won't erase things, she was crazy either way. So. I use that word crazy. Cause then you, you bad mouth,
0: actual crazy people. She's just violent. She's violent. She's violent. She's, she's manipulative. She's, Abulative. liar. she's abusive. She's a lot of things, but crazy. Mentally unstable ain't one of them. Nah.
1: Bro. Her lawyer was trying to get her uh, released into uh, some type of treatment facility. Lawyer said, I mean, the co- judge said, absolutely not. They don't make treatments for exorcism. Uh-huh. Amari, <laughs> um, right, can you put that overlay up one more time? I want to <laughs> see. I want to see our good sis turn into Rhonda Ramsey. I was like, that's not the same girl. That is not the yeah. same girl. <laughs> that is not her. Oh, she he was, like a whole different Ronda boy what's she going through in there a lot <laughs> and, 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 and is she in Miami she's in Dade County is is she listen I hope she goes in there with that energy she better that's go in there energy energy
0: with all them black and brown women please
1: oh they, they not gonna play with her. they not gonna play, <laughs> not gonna play. Mm. Not gonna play with <laughs> mm. alright y'all well listen that's our show tonight um again jc i'm so grateful to have you on the show tonight and keep me company i hope to have you back soon um perhaps you'll come and join us next week um
0: yep, yep, yep. thank you for having me i'll be back you know just let me of know of
1: course this was cool it was nice to kick it with you and banter i haven't bantered in a while Not uh, so
0: like, when's the last time you frolicked have you fro? do you frolic
1: I, I don't know if I frolic. <laughs> I'm just tell, me, just tell me if I'm frolicking. I don't know if my pregnant behind is frolicking enough. But look, that's <laughs> her. JC would never here <laughs> Where can they find you on social media, your platforms? Go ahead and, and shout yourself out where they can find you.
0: Sure, sure. So uh, what's good? I'm your friendly neighborhood Negro, Jay Carrington, a.k.a. J.C. You can find me on all social media platforms at the, like the word the, OVT, Oscar Victor Thomas Network. So at the OVT Network. J.C. Awesome. From the O-V-T.
1: All right. You guys, make sure you guys pull up and follow him. I'm your girl, Jules Jesse. You guys can find me on Face, excuse me, not Facebook. You guys can't find me on Facebook, but you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at Treasure of J-U-L-E-S. You know what it is. Please pull up, follow me, send me what you want to talk about on the show. Darrell, where are you at? I put some of the shows in, I put some of your topics in the show this week, bruh. So I thought Darrell was going to show up and, and kick it with us. But until next week, you guys, pull up on me on social media, stay peaceful, enjoy your weekend. Thank you for watching Clapback Culture. I'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>